So everyone take a breath and exhale. We just experienced the power of release. Now I want to do a little experiment. I want you to take a breath and then another breath and then another breath without exhaling. So let's inhale. Inhale again. And inhale one more time. Okay, let go. Anybody feel like they were going to explode? Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens when we hold on and we don't let go. Imagine. Imagine never letting go of a breath and imagine never letting go of anything that you've purchased in your life. Imagine never letting go of things that you've eaten. Imagine never letting go of old thoughts that never or that are no longer working for you. Sometimes we have to let go of things that still have claw marks in them, right? That we don't want to let go of. Well, today's talk is let go and let life. Because as we let go, as the song said, as we let go, we allow our life to shine. We allow the God within us to shine, the spirit of God. And this is the power of release. So the 12 powers are all about activating the Christ consciousness in each and every one of us. Charles Fillmore realized that as Jesus evolved his spiritual consciousness, he called to himself the 12 apostles. And Charles Fillmore helped us realize the metaphysical interpretation of each apostle, that they all had a faculty that they signified in each of us. The power of release or renunciation is our power to cleanse, our power to renounce, to let go of, to forgive, to eliminate, to remove, to say no, to erase the false. It allows us to return to the true, our immutable, irrepressible, divine self. Letting go of mental and physical stuff so that God has space to be realized within each of us. The location of this power is in the lower bowels and the color is brown or rust. The apostle is Thaddeus. And in Greek, Thaddeus means of the heart, large-hearted, warm-hearted, courageous. And when I heard that, I was like, what does that have to do with letting go? Well, apparently, the answer is that love and courage are the dominating characteristics required for a proper elimination of the mind and body. Hate, fear, revenge cause resistance and cut off elimination. We need to come from a place of love to let our letting go and to be releasing. The feminine aspect of it is from this woman, Bathsheba. Bathsheba was married to Uriah, and Uriah was off to war, fighting a war that King David I don't know if he created it, but it was something that King David supported. Well, King David saw her bathing and thought she was beautiful. So he called her to him and she came and he had his way with her. He raped her essentially. Well, what happens was she got pregnant and her husband would know because her husband was at war that she was unfaithful. And in those days when you're unfaithful, you get killed. And not only do you as the woman get killed, but so does the man who impregnated her. So King David was freaking out. He's like, well, this can't just happen. Not only will I lose my life, but my kingdom will be destroyed. So what he did was he called Uriah back. He said, go be with your wife for a little while. And Uriah was like, no way. I'm at war. I can't just stop and go be with my wife. 
So he, King David was like, well, the only other thing he could do is, is put Uriah in the front of the battlefield so that he would be killed. So now Bathsheba had to process the loss of being raped. She had to process the loss of her husband. And then King David, after a while, King David ended up saying, come on, I want to marry you. So she married King David. But what happened was, because of what he had done to her, the punishment was the, the child that she gave birth to had to die. So now she lost a baby. So her significance was all about letting go, but letting go from that place of love. And she did it beautifully. So that's why she's the feminine aspect of this power of release. So the power to let go, that which no longer serves us, it's the power to change our beliefs. What are some of the obvious beliefs that you need to release? Like maybe that we aren't all one, that we're all separate from God. Or maybe that God is a punishing God. Or maybe the thought of, I can't afford something, that thought of lack. Or maybe it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world, so I'm going to do what I need to do to get ahead. Or maybe the thought that wars create peace. Or maybe there's a person or a thing that you're worried about that you need to let go of because they're in God's hands, right? This is all error thinking and must be replaced with truth. The truth that God is love and is everything and everywhere. That I am loved and of infinite worth. That I am my best when I come from that place of peace inside of me. Eckhart Tolle said, sometimes letting things go is an act of far greater power than defending or hanging on. The reason we don't usually want to let go is because we want to have control. We think we can control it. But the only thing we really can control in life is our response to what's happening. We can't really control what's happening. If a situation isn't serving you or isn't growing you, don't try to control it. Let it go. Stop wasting energy on people who make you feel you're hard to love. Let them go. One of the best moments in life is finding the courage to let go of that you cannot change. It's not holding on that's the issue. It's what we're holding on to. We can either hold on to things that weigh us down or even things that are lifting us up. Sometimes the weight that we have to lose isn't in our body. You know, the most expensive real estate is not in Singapore or San Francisco or New York or Dubai. The most expensive real estate is the space in our mind. Who's taking up space? What's taking up space? What's living there for free? or costing you, let it go. <clears throat> Don't let anyone or anything live there for free. You have to understand that people come and go, situations come and go, shoes come and go, unfortunately. <laughs> Sweaters that we love come and go. Have you ever had to let somebody go that you knew for a long time. I, I, I am actually, the day before I wrote, sat down to write this, I had a dream about a friend that we were best friends for 20 years. And about eight years ago, there was a shift and I was no longer her best friend and I wanted to hang on to her as my best friend. And I tried and I would go to her with how I was feeling and she heard me, but there was nothing she could do. The time had passed for her. And I'm still processing that, but this talk has helped me so much because it's helped me realize that as I let her go, I'm making space for somebody else to come into my life, for another friend to come into my life. 
And it's still sad to me. It's still painful. We're still friends. I still love her. She still loves me. But we aren't best friends anymore. Somebody else took that spot. So remember, if we don't heal the pain of our past, then we will bleed all over our future. I'm not allowing space for somebody else to come in and be that girlfriend, that best friend. Not only do we have to let go of people, but also thoughts, beliefs, patterns, places, jobs, things that have been for good for us, as well as things that have hurt us. When we learn to let go, we make room for something greater. Like the body, the mind can be overloaded with thoughts that no longer serve us. Both thoughts and food must be assimilated or eliminated so that the mind and the bowels can be open and free to let in more. We must let go of old thoughts to make room and make way for new consciousness, for Christ consciousness, for the good that we are all here to experience. To have perfect flow, we must release the good and the bad and be in this moment, be here now. One tool for renunciation is forgiveness. What is forgiveness? Giving way for a new thought. Old habits, thoughts, and beliefs can be eliminated. Where do you have congestion of any kind in your body? Nasal congestion, arterial sclerosis, constipation. As the body is, so is the mind, says Charles Fillmore. The mind, like the bowels, should be open and free. Damning the mind with unforgiveness, self-criticism, and non-constructive beliefs produces stinking thinking. In Divine Audacity, Linda Martellowitz, it says, cleansing, renunciation, and repentance are three aspects of the power of release. Using them will not only help you feel better, but we will all know more surely our infinite self, our divine self, as we let go. Cleansing is to be gentle, to clear the body and mind and restore equanimity. It leads to refreshment, restores our awareness of our original and true divine nature. Baptism originally was to cleanse us of our sins. Well, here at Unity, we don't believe in sins as something to be condemned for. Sins are just misunderstandings. We've missed the mark. At Unity, we don't believe that we could be separate from God. So this cleansing allows us and reminds us that we are one with God. Renunciation is renouncing the comforts of the ego, also renouncing the limitations of the ego, releasing the only human consciousness of our sense of limitation. This way we can reveal our infinite self. In the crucifixion, Jesus demonstrated release from any sense of himself as limited. He released all ties to his human awareness so his infinite self arose supreme. In our activity of spiritual release, we cross out in consciousness our only human sense of self so that the true sense, our divine identity, arises into prominence in all we think, say, and do. Charles Fillmore in Keep a True Lent said, Every time we give up error, there is a crucifixion. Spiritual renunciation takes place when we cultivate an open mind and open heart, giving up every thought and belief we have clung to, becoming teachable through the activity of spiritual understanding. So the powers all work with one another. Repentance. Well, when I heard this word, you know, I, had, I have a reaction with this word. 
Uh, somebody a couple of weeks ago used pray as an, um, what's that when you use a word? Acronym. Acronym, yes. And the R was repent. And when she said it, I was like, whoa. And even though it took me a few minutes to remember, repent is just to rethink. Just to rethink. So to rethink, a change of mind. We work out our own salvation by changing our mind. We awaken to our sacredness by studying, meditating on, and adopting the living principles as taught by Jesus and other masters all over the world. There's no condemnation implied by that word, but I was raised with the condemnation applied to that word. It's only releasing the past, returning to our divine identity. We have restored our awareness of oneness. We have revived our body, our mind, and our spirit. Letting go is foundational to our health on many levels. Physically, we already saw it. Inhaling, we exhale. If we don't do this, we will die. We eat food, we assimilate. We drink water, we absorb what we need, and we let it go. In our home, we take in new things, we let go of old things. Finally, spiritually, our power to let go in spirit, otherwise known as the power of renunciation, is the power of outflow as it affects our spiritual journey. Where there is inflow, there must be outflow. So as we take in these new concepts, these new ideas, this new way of thinking about Christ and God and being one, we have to let go of that old way of thinking. So in the Bible, water is used as a symbol of cleansing. The great flood, Noah's Ark, took away impurities. The parting of the sea removed all threats. This is why water baptism is used in preparation for receiving the Holy Spirit. The cleansing action of release is meant to be gentle, like washing away the dirt on our bodies and allowing, not a forcing. Releasing takes honesty, humility, courage. What am I doing to myself and others? Make taking this kind of honest self-analysis a part of your spiritual practice. We have to be willing to recognize and release what we believe was true, but it isn't true. We have prayer at Unity. We have Our way of praying is denials and affirmations. And denials is really just letting go of the power we've given something, the power it has over us, the power that we see the negativity, and regain our good. And then we can add the affirmations on top of it. We clear the body and the mind, restoring equanimity. Think of melting ice, softening muscles, or easing strain. Cleansing leads to refreshment, kind of like rebooting our computer. The cleansing action of release restores our awareness to our original and true divine nature, our infinite presence, our divine identity. When you come to a time in your life of overwhelm, it is time to let go and let God I have heard many people, even at Unity and New Thought students, having a sense of, oh, I don't like what's going on in my life or in the world. It's too much. I can't handle it. But I'm going to keep on trying to handle it myself. I'm going to figure it out. That's not letting go. That's wanting to use spiritual principles so that they can control and what they cannot fix. This is taking principle for our ego's use. It's not allowing God in. As a matter of fact, it's edging God out. Ego is edging God out. So we want to take a breath and let God in. Let's look at ideas of cleansing from the story of Noah's Ark. So Noah built the ark. So that was in Noah's consciousness. He's building this ark. He's already willing because he's built this ark to say, okay, I'm re ready to release. I'm ready to be cleansed. 
And then the higher consciousness, once we are willing, the higher consciousness kind of comes in and does all the hard work, all, all the hard lifting. It sweeps in and does the cleansing. Our work is the conscious decision to be willing to release and let go. Kind of what John was talking about. We don't have to really do anything except for be willing and allow, allow the cleansing and allow our light to shine. I'm choosing to be willing. I'm choosing to be willing to forgive. Then I let the energy that is bigger than me sweep in and do the forgiving to do the work of cleansing. That is the power of spirit in us and is more powerful than our egoic consciousness. So again, if you're overwhelmed or stressed in any area of your life, chances are it's not just about doing more affirmations. Are you really willing to let go of the old way of thinking? It's easy to keep to be swept away with all these beautiful affirmations that we hear, but be careful. If you find yourself saying after affirmation after affirmation, yet you cannot forgive certain people in your life, your neighbor, your parents, political figures. I want to keep affirming love, but I do not want to let that driver cut in front of me. I want to be a child of God and worthy of all I desire in life, but you better not ask me to give up my pride or my righteousness as a suffering giver. This may sound extreme, but be honest with yourself. Where may you actually be doing this on some level? Another area is how do you give? Do you give with an expectation to receive? Or are you giving from the kindness of your heart? When we give from the kindness of our heart, we don't necessarily usually expect something in return. But if we're giving to be nice, generally there's an attachment there. We want someone to recognize us. Right? We want to hold the door open, and if they don't say thank you, we get angry. So where there's expectation, are there are premature resentments. How about a desire to be perfect or do things perfectly? How much does that set us up for unhappiness? We're incredibly imperfect. It is knowing this and accepting this that we find peace. A moment spent worrying is a moment wasted. Worrying will never change an outcome. Stop worrying. Train your mind to see the lesson in every situation and make the best of it. Have you ever heard the expression, if you pray, why worry? If you worry, why pray? Hmm. Some other things that we may need to release. Adaptive behaviors that we took on at a young age to survive, like shutting down, being tough or on guard or defensive, being emotionally unavailable, dominating others, being passive and then lashing out. I invite you to look at what you've been wanting or inviting in your life that might be stuck because there's another thought, a belief that does not match this desire in consciousness. Letting go and replacing thoughts and behaviors is a process of looking at what we are thinking, understanding it, releasing it, and then replacing it with something. Usually it's a corollary. We want love, but we haven't forgiven. We want more financial abundance, but we hold tightly to every penny we've ever had. We want more prosperity, but we keep track of the debts that everyone owes us. These are inconsistent beliefs in our consciousness. At Unity, As Unity students, we believe we are good and deserve good, so therefore we must be aligned with good in our being. This is where we can invite the idea, seek the kingdom first and all else will be added. This 
Let this be the core of our consciousness. When we seek first our own enlightenment and awakening, then all else that we really need will be added to our lives. This is truly the journey of the 12 powers. Each month, I've been talking about a different power. And it's really about staying open to those powers and actively waking them up. Or better yet, wake up and allow them to move through us. So we can walk around in this world knowing that the kingdom of heaven is among us. It's right here, right now. And I know in every moment that I, what I need will be added as, as I need it, not a minute before and not a moment too late. Interestingly enough, our first um, faculty is faith. We need faith for this allowing in our life. If you have been here for my talks, I've been asking you to use renunciation every month to allow these new faculties, these new principles, these new powers to work. We have to let go of something. Romans 12.2, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. This cannot happen without the spiritualization of the faculty of renunciation. Also consider what served you in the past that you can now leave behind. Thoughts and beliefs you have had since you were a child. If, you're, if you keep getting what you always got, it's because you're doing and believing what you always believed. We, you have not released those old stories and those old beliefs. Old thoughts crystallize in our, as our mental counterpart to the saline built up in the Dead Sea. Everything is dead in the Dead Sea because there's no outlet. Everything can go in, but it can't go out. So thoughts crystallize around long-held beliefs and get reinforced in our experience. Spiritual renunciation takes place when we cultivate an open mind and an open heart, giving up every thought and belief we have clung to, becoming teachable through the activity of spiritual understanding. One reason people do not want to look at their old beliefs and healed old wounds is because many people don't want to cry. Well, you're not looking at one of them. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm really okay with crying. And it, it took actually me not crying for many years to finally be okay with crying. And, you know, we have to feel it to heal it. And tears are a part of that process. Charles Fillmore in The Twelve Powers of Man says, there must be a renunciation of letting go of old thoughts before the new can find a place in consciousness. This is a psychological law which has its outer expression in the intricate eliminative functions of the body. So to summarize, how to let go and let life. We at Unity have prayer, right? We have our denial and our affirmation. Look at it like weeding a garden, right? When you want to plant something, we have to get out all the weeds first. Well, that's what we have to do with our denials is get rid of all of that thinking that the outside stuff has power over us. It doesn't. Our first principle, there is only one power and one presence. And if we, we believe that, then there's nothing and no one that can be against us. There is no power fighting us. So if we do think there is, the only power it is is what we give it. It's the power we give those thoughts. So it's time to let that go. Forgive. Give way for a new thought. Forgive self for all past and future mistakes. Release all feelings of guilt or shame about missing the mark as we strive to be all that God intended us to be. Every experience in our life has been an opportunity to learn, heal, and grow. 
None of it has been by accident unless we choose not to learn from it. Connect with spirit. Let go. Release the person or situation you want guidance about with our human self out of the way. Stop trying to figure it out. We make room for God. God's love, awareness of God's guidance. When we meditate and spend time in nature or do things that remind us of God's love. Leave the past behind and press forward to claim healthy, happy, prosperous life. Let go and let life. So our ending affirmations are, whatever I release will bless me. I release all things to God the good. I release myself to experience greater life by freely, forgive, freely forgiving myself and others. I want to thank you. I'm your sister in prosperity, prayer, and power. I miss you. I appreciate you. I love you. Until we meet again, know that you are blessed and a blessing. <laughs>